विवेक The FIFA World Cup kicks off today with host Qatar taking on Ecuador in the opening game of the World Cup. Over the last 3 or 4 days, we have had quite a few off-field controversies and talking points emerging from Qatar. We have with us Diman and Diman since you've been there for the last 3 or 4 days, could you fill us in on what the buzz has been like and what the mood has been like? Do you feel like the World Cup is finally starting? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, and uh, you know, I I reached here on on uh, Thursday morning, really early in the morning. It's a silent airport and stuff, so uh, you kind of do see people wearing the odd team shirt, and you understand that they're here for a particular reason. But uh, it was yesterday when I actually went to the fan area, the Al Bida fan park. Uh, it was quite a challenge getting there, but that's another story. You keep getting lost in a country where uh, you know you don't know your way, and the Uber pickup points are different from whatever is being shown on your phone. So, but when I finally got there, mm-hmm. it was around eleven in the night, and the place was absolutely buzzing. Okay. It was absolutely buzzing. The beer, contentious thing in this context of in the context of the World Cup, yes, yeah. was flowing. Okay. people were having a good time and i saw people in shirts of different countries and they were not what certain english journalists have called fake fans as in south asians wearing hmm. team shirts of they looked like people of those countries so so i saw people from ecuador uh, there were people who were wearing australia shirts there were people who were in brazil shirts there were people with argentina so it felt like a world cup is about to begin today it felt that way uh, and the other thing that you also kind of get a sense is that the place where i'm staying was gradually filling up so when i checked in on thursday mm. it was kind of empty and you know the the it's it's one of those new places that has been made for the world cup it's near the al janoub stadium and on thursday it was quiet friday slightly less quiet yesterday or from friday night actually i could hear the you know luggage being towed through the day and pretty much in the night as well as people kept checking in at all times and yesterday when i got back to my lodgings it was around 2:30 in the morning and the place looked like it was 6 in the evening there were people sat on the road with food uh, it's a residential complex so that's all right there were people in argentina shirts sitting with food on the road generally having a good time uh, talking they've set out chairs for people to sit and uh, that place at 2:30 in the night sort of felt alive in the way that told you that the world cup was beginning today so yes it does feel like the world cup is beginning okay okay 
Diman, uh, you mentioned about how there's been outrage over fake fans and all that. Uh, yesterday, the FIFA president, Gianni Infantino, who is said to be re-elected unopposed for another term, he had quite an explosive press conference, right? I think uh, well, you, yeah. wrote, you wrote in yeah. your copy that uh, the press conference went on for as long as a football match. So, <laughs> spoke on... And a little longer. Okay, right. right. So, what did you make of it all? Like, the points that he made... Uh, Slamming the Western media of hypocrisy and in general, the points that he touched on, what did you make of it? I mean, I'm seriously, I couldn't agree more. Okay. I couldn't agree more. To me, again, I don't know whether I should be saying this, but it felt like a Shashi Tharoor session on colonialism, the kind that he sort of <laughs> went in first spoken off, etc. I mean, because uh, only that Shashi Tharoor is possibly better at history and definitely speaks better English. Yeah. But uh, this was like, frankly, I didn't see this coming. It was a press conference scheduled for 45 minutes. It's being held in, a, in an auditorium that is the size of, let's say, a, a full-on standalone cinema. Okay. It, it can hold around six to 700 people. Mm. And it was full. Mm. So I had gone there thinking that, you know, he'd be grilled on the beer thing because it had yeah. broken the night before. Yeah. And I had gone there thinking that he he could possibly be, you know, a little on the defensive, etc. So, a 45-minute press conference starts with him speaking for 50 minutes. Hmm. Okay. And then he looks at the director of media, uh, FIFA, Brian hmm. Swanson, hmm. and says, okay, now we'll take questions. Now, we've by the time he's finished, we'd already overshot time. Okay. So uh, and and it was it was a monologue. He just it, he just went on uh, on the things that he wanted to touch upon. Uh, he spoke about his childhood. He spoke about how it was in Switzerland when his parents migrated from Italy. Okay. The passports were taken. What kind of health facilities did they get? And the sum and substance of what he was talk, saying was, hmm. okay, things are not perfect here, but things are not perfect in any country. Okay. Mm. So please let's not get on our moral high horses. And I could not agree more with that. Okay. And uh, I mean, it's 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 rare that uh, I found I was surprised myself, or I surprised myself by agreeing with him so much because it is rare that you you know there are so many things that you don't want to agree about with FIFA, mm. but in this case, coming from where I do, mm. I thought this needed to be said. Okay. And he used this platform of a FIFA president to say it. He said, guys, guys, let's look at ourselves in the mirror. Mm. I mean, who are we? Do we have the right to talk about people? He said that being Europeans, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years to what we've done to the world. Yeah. I could not disagree with that. Mm. And mm. the point that he was always trying to make was, if you really want to change, if you are interested in change, do it through dialogue. Do not hammer, do not insult, because that gets people to become more defensive. Mm. And maybe that is not what you're looking at. And when he talked about the fake fans thing, mm. he paused and he said that was pure racism. Mm. Now, uh, to hear that from the FIFA president mm. was kind of unusual, but he again said it right. I mean, who gives you, who gives anyone the right to assume yeah. That a somebody who's from South Asia cannot be supporting England in this day and age where information yeah. is available, where we are watching all kind of league football uh, on our devices. Uh, we've been watching them for 30 years. The Premier League goes out of its way to, yeah. to sort of quote the Indian audience. You have clubs 
wishing people on Diwali. You have clubs wishing yeah. people on Holi. Hmm. Why are they doing that? Because they obviously they are also understanding that there's an Indian audience out there they want to cater to. Hmm. And you suddenly assume that you know these these people are fake fans just because they don't look English. Hmm. I thought that certain points needed to be made, hmm. and obviously the reaction from sections of the Western media were not the kind of reactions I'm talking about, for instance, because hmm. they sort of kept asking him, you know, on social media, you're being grilled hmm. uh, for saying these things. Uh, somebody asked him, "Do you think England should be playing Iran?" Mm. Because Iran has a regime that does not allow women to stadiums. Basically, he was saying that even after uh, the the FIFA thing happened and women were allowed into stadiums, things are pretty bad. But then at this point in time, I think Iran has stopped uh, assembling crowds at football stadiums because of the political situation and the protests back home. Mm. So he said, "Well, it's not to regimes playing, right? It's to football, right? Right." And he also said in response to somebody else's question that you know if. If we started excluding people for different things, it will only be you and I playing football. Okay. We are a 211 uh, member association, mm. and and you need to. I mean, of course, there are contradictions. You could turn around and ask him, so why have you suspended Russia then? But right. the broad point he was trying to make was, okay, Qatar is not perfect, mm. but no country is, and therefore do not lecture Qatar. Okay. and he said uh, if if beer was the only thing hmm. um that is the most worrying thing about this world cup then i can immediately head for the beach and relax <laughs> right so i mean my short point about the beer thing is this hmm. from the time the world cup was an, uh, awarded to qatar yeah everyone knew alcohol could be a problem correct now it is a fact that as infantino also pointed out there are a whole lot of countries in europe hmm. where alcohol is not served in the stadium in the stadium during games okay during games but for the world cup it is and, and it has been that way for quite some time uh, in in other world in the world cups that i've gone to I, it's been a common sight to see people queuing up for beer before okay. the game queuing up for beer at half time and you know sitting with their beer so yeah that's been a common sight but I was thinking that maybe they should have said this from the go that you know alcohol will not be available. Right. Alcohol right. will not be available at the stadiums because to make that announcement 2 days prior to the world cup can leave people feeling short changed right. and can leave people asking you know can we trust them anymore? Right. Hmm. Because because this is this is there this is part of the engagement when you signed up when you bought a FIFA ticket it said you'll get alcohol at the stadium 3 hours right. prior. Right. It said you'll get alcohol to the, at the stadium one hour after. Right. In September, I was here on an invitation of the Supreme Committee, and at a press conference that I attended at the Lucille, the Supreme Committee, the World Cup CEO, said that beer would be available. Right. This was at a press conference in international audience. Right. From that to you know doing a U-turn 48 hours prior to the World Cup kicking off is something that could have been avoided. Right. Right. as you mentioned i think it's the u turn so close to the start which which makes people worry that there might be more such u turns to follow or i think that's kind the, of yeah. and you can't really blame them and you right. can't really blame them i mean if they've okay. said this once but with the beer thing there was a situation but with the other things you know the lgbtq plus rights hmm. and of people who are coming for the 
the the press conference ended with uh, the fifa director of media relations using the stage using the days mm. where he was sat with infantino mm. to say that he's gay he's proud about it fifa he has had no problems working at fifa because right. of his uh, sexual orientation and he is not feeling unsafe in qatar right right and the moment he said that infantino mm. looked around to him and said you've taken all the headlines <laughs> okay he also went on to say that you know he he was debating for quite some time whether he should say this because he said at the end of the day i am here because this was gianni's press conference mm. but then i thought this needed to be said continuously because because he felt that fifa was being barracked Hmm. somewhat unfairly for not doing enough for gay people and and stuff so he said hello hello i am gay i am at fifa i am in qatar and i'm safe right, right and he used that that platform to make the announcement right right liman now let's move on to the first game of the world cup it's host qatar taking on ecuador and uh, for any world cup i think to like catch on it's important for the home team to start off well Like, yeah. why do you think the uh, Qatar are ranked fiftieth uh, by FIFA and Ecuador? I think are forty fourth in the FIFA World Rankings. First of all, do you think it will be an upset if Qatar end up on the winning side uh, tonight, or how, how do you see the game panning out? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, given the fact that uh, this is the first time that they're playing a World Cup, which they're hosting, yeah. So any result for Qatar, apart from a defeat, hmm. could be an upset. and uh, simply in terms of rankings too the thing with qatar is they've been away from the public eye so to speak for a very long time right. they've been training in seclusion they had pulled out players from the qatar stars league so which because of qatar and because all their players play at home uh, is the league that has the maximum number of players if i think i've got it right i mean the one league which has all players from that league playing in the world cup is only players from that league playing in the world cup is the uh, qatar stars league so okay i am not really sure as to how they are ready mm-hmm. uh, yesterday the coach at the press conference uh, unusually for world cups here all the press conferences are happening at the main media center yeah usually it would happen uh, at the stadium where the teams are playing the next day here all the press conferences pre match are happening at the media center so we were there at the media center from the time infantino's presser happened and we were there the whole day so so the qatar uh, coach he spoke of it being an honor and the usual thing he said it will be a historic moment and uh, i hope it's a great party the thing is while that is fine as a person i met at the airport on thursday told me that you know we we don't really know how ready they are is not too long ago they lost i think 0-3 to a croatia under 23 team so while well, that can be a one off result and stuff they are at the end of the day asian champions they pretty much uh, dominated japan in that final right so they are the asian champions but we don't know much about them so it will have to be seen whether they you know the occasion gets the better of them how ready they are etc that we don't know but you're right for this world cup to not be a south africa it is very important that the uh, home team sort of you know does well and creates a kind of buzz because i i've been speaking to local people here who told me that you know football it football is a big deal here uh, it, mm. it is a big deal in west asia okay. uh, and in the arab speaking world 
So they were saying that, you know, what it was usually a thing that boys and men of a certain age followed. But because of the World Cup, football's now become a family thing. And, okay. and uh, a whole lot of women, uh, the person, one of the persons I was talking to said, my grandmother is very excited about the World Cup. And, you know, very keen to see how Qatar would be doing as a team. So the thing is, it has got the country talking. It is not only a boys, men only club that, that football uh, following usually is. But now for it to really take off, the home team has to get off to a decent start. A fighting result. They have to show that they belong. The results, you know, nobody can control, but they have to show that they belong. Right. Having said that, it is also kind of unusual. This is an opener. In the context of the tournament, it really may not mean anything. Hmm. Because there was a time in the World Cup when the defending champions started in the first day. So you had this yeah. tremendous game in 1990 when Argentina lost right. uh, to Cameroon. Cameroon sort of announced their arrival in yeah. that World Cup and Africa. And so there was a context to those games. Yeah. Here I cannot think of a context because, you know, apart from the home team playing and because the home team has never played a World Cup game. In the context of the tournament, this game is not very important, probably. But for the country to sort of be up and running, for the World Cup to be up and running and get the kind of backing that everyone hopes it would in the country, uh, this game is important. Right, right. Devan, in this group, we also have Senegal and Netherlands. And I guess for Qatar, it's only going to get more difficult given that they won the African Cup of Nations and uh, Netherlands, of course, are, are strong always. Yeah. One, Senegal, of course, have been weakened by the injury to Sadio Mane. And I wanted to come to the injuries that we have had over the last couple of days. We just we found out uh, late last night that Karim Benzema has been rolled out of the tournament. Must have been around 3 a.m. India time or a little earlier when, when news broke of Benzema uh, not being available. Yeah, right. And they've also had other injuries. Christopher Nkunku and Kim Pembe and obviously Pogba and Kante haven't even, they were ruled out much earlier. Like, how do you think this is going to affect these teams? Uh, especially Benzema. Benzema is a big one, right? He was one of the players to watch out for. And yeah, I mean, not only that, uh, you kind of feel for Benzema because... Look at the situation for which he was excluded from the France team for close right. to six years. Yeah. In that time, France went to, went on to win a World Cup. Yeah. Uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for most players to play one World Cup. Benzema was at the top of his game. Yeah. And he could not play for extra footballing reasons. Mm. He continues to be at the top of his game. He's 34 years old. He gets back into the France team. They don't do well in the uh, European Championships. He helps them win the Nations League. Mm. And if at the end of the day, career of a player like Benzema yeah. has just one Nations League to show for the country, you cannot but not feel sad. Right. Because that is no reflection of his ability. But this is, it is what it is. I mean, injuries is part of the business here. It can happen to you at any time. His season has been racked with injuries this time. But... They brought him here. They're trying to get him going. So, I really feel for Benzema here because uh, he'll be, what, 38? Maybe the next time the World Cup comes, down, uh, yeah, comes around. Yeah, yeah. He had just won the Ballon d'Or as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's an incredible club career Yeah, where he's done so well for Real Madrid with Cristiano Ronaldo, without Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, for him... 
to not be able to play a World Cup because of a last-minute injury is heartbreaking, really. And I think the circumstances and the timing of the injury is going to hurt France even more. You're right. They've been really hit by injuries. And uh, it doesn't help you if a player of Benzema's ability. I mean, the psychological impact of a player, missing a player like Benzema, could really affect them going into the World Cup. Uh, So, there was a conversation, possibility with uh, Klinsmann and Arsene Wenger yesterday, Mm -hmm. who were part of the FIFA technical study group. So, Klinsmann was asked this. And Klinsmann said that, you know, it is true and all injuries are sad and Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's going to be really tough because the players have come here having played three games in a week for their clubs and then, you know, you have a game after every three days here. It is going to be difficult uh, and you never wish injuries on anyone. But... The good thing is that they don't need to prepare again to get ready for the World Cup. And Klinsmann was drawing on his experience of, you know, getting to a camp, preparing for three or four weeks and getting ready for the World Cup. He said they're going to come to the World Cup ready. So while the mid-season World Cup has had its share of injuries, it is also the fact that the players come to the World Cup ready in terms of fitness, in terms of game fitness, could sort of, you know, somewhat offset that. And then again, it's the same for all teams. But Benzema being missed, France is being really hard hit by injuries. And Sadio Mane, of course, he's the totem for uh, not mm. just Senegal. I think he's a totem for Africa. And uh, to not have him is a body blow for Senegal, I think, in this competition. Right. Just to touch on France, I think the last three defending champions have all been knocked out at the group stage of the following World Cup. Yeah, so this doesn't. Absolutely. These are ominous signs Absolutely. for France. Yeah. These are ominous signs. These are ominous signs. You're right. So uh, it gets back to the discussion we'd had uh, earlier, Vivek, that it is so difficult to win one World Cup right. that to be able to recreate that four years later, yeah. when when most of the players are four years older, is is well nigh impossible. So, uh, you know, it's it's best not to get too ahead of ourselves. But the point that you made about last three champions yeah. is because of that. I mean, it will not be unusual mm. if France do not go deep in the competition. Right, right. On that note, Diman, let's hope that the football entertains us for the next one month and that uh, all the off-field controversies we have had are brushed aside and that it's just football that we all get to focus on and enjoy. Yeah, that's the hope for everywhere. Aaron Ramsdale said that, uh, you know, it's going to be mega once it starts. And um, Infantino too made that point, you know, once the ball starts rolling. Such is the massive power of this uh, uh, event that FIFA owns, Hmm. that once football takes over, it needs a really, really major thing, you know, for for the attention of the people to be distracted from from the games. So, as they say, you know, let the games begin. I think we, we will be able to focus on football. And of course, if there are other things, we will be talking about it regularly on this podcast. So, yeah, here's to kick off. That was it for this episode. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on our Twitter handles at Vivek9301 and at DemanHT. If you're a true football fan, you cannot not subscribe to Kickoff, our weekly newsletter on the world game, which hits inboxes every Friday. For more updates on this podcast, follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. Hey.
HD Smartcast.